it's me again. My name's Rob. I'm here. I'm talking to myself. Uh, it is three minutes to eight p.m. Monday. I believe it is the fifteenth of November. Um, we're on the verge of, uh, you know, uh, Christmas, I guess. Um, and yeah, it's another time for a podcast. Um, I have been, uh, oops, somewhat overwhelmed recently by, uh, by the listenership of the podcast. It's kind of, it's kind of expanded, um, beyond what I expected, I think. Well, no, not necessarily, but I basically got some people who I didn't, who I didn't know were listening to the podcast, who let me know, and that's cool. And I think one or two of them have been sort of locked away in, um, <clears throat> uh, like some sort of COVID-related lockdown, and uh, they've binged it, so that's nice. Um, it's given me a new lease of life on the podcast. I can see I've got a viewer here. Um, so hello, viewer. Um, you may remember last episode. Uh, well, the past two, I've been recording these live on Twitch. So if you watch Twitch, you can watch me talk to myself into a camera. Still quite unnerving. Still don't feel uh, too um, excited about looking at myself on this camera, but it's it's cool. It's a nice, <clears throat> like, new thing to do. Um, you can find me on Twitch uh, uh, under the name Rob the Northerner. No spaces. Uh... Not sure about the name. In fact, I am sure about the name. It's definitely some sort of link to Game of Thrones, which, uh, you know, is kind of embarrassing. Is it embarrassing? I liked Game of Thrones. But, you know, I just was like, well, I'm from the North as well. I'm exactly like Jon Snow and Rob Stark. In reality, no. I'm... Trying to think if I am anyone from Game of Thrones, I'm like the, uh, I'm like the 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 gay Baratheon guy. I don't even know how he dies in the end, but I'm pretty sure he dies. I'm like him, um, just kind of pathetic character, little politicsy kind of bitch person. Um, excuse my language there, but you know. Anyway. Um, how are we doing? Well, how we're doing is we're feeling a little, mm, I'm not sure exactly what the word is, but I'm a little perturbed today. Um, so this Monday was going really quite well, I would say. I, um, you know, had a relatively productive morning and work and, um, uh, went to lunch, whatever, did did all the things that you do at work, and then um, I kind of 
was going about my afternoon as normal. Went to the toilet around 3 p.m. We'll say 3 p.m. Um, maybe 3.30. Doesn't really matter. Go to the toilet. Go for a wee, a number one. We won't go into too much detail, but I'm doing my business. And um, I am... So there's three... Three... Uh, excuse me. Three urinals or urinals and um, I'm on the leftmost urinal because this is a place of work so there's I want to say at this point in time there's probably I'm going to say comfortably I reckon there's maybe a hundred men that might be using this can at any one time especially because there are workmen on site and I think they might be able to use our can. I don't know if it's official, whether they're officially allowed to use our can or whether they're not. Um, my personal viewpoint is I'd have no issues with sharing a toilet with the tradies. If anything, it would make me feel you know, more of a man. And so anyway, I'm in the can. I'm on the leftmost of the three um, urinals, and I'm just doing my business. I'm not really thinking too much. I'm just trying to get to 5 p.m. I'm trying to get out. Uh, I'm thinking I've got the podcast later on this evening. I need to be, you know, lucid and ready to, oops, uh, to do whatever I need to do on the podcast. Speak, I guess, hopefully, for half an hour at least. And... Um, Door opens, door flashes open in the can, and um, guy, before I can really react, a guy emerges into my peripheral view, um, but my my immediate peripheral view, and it becomes very clear very quickly. He's in the he's in the middle urinal. He's next to me, and he. And it's all very quick, and he, he, he seems desperate, but, but he can't be, um, because he kind of he's beginning to do his business, but that his his stream, for want of a better word, is, uh, tentative. It's it's trickly, it's yeah. It makes more of a a trickly noise, um, like a, like a basically a jar tap um and you know whereas i'm very much a you know i'm a hose pipe um you know in yield rather than um you know uh look shall we say um and so <clears throat> your man next to me he's doing his trickle and i'm honestly thinking here it's 2021 am i being sexually harassed here is this on the way to kind of that sort of thing i'm not sure what's going on here it 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 occurred to me that i don't think um i had been encroached upon in a in a urinal sense like this many times before now there are some toilets, there are many toilets where there's only two urinals. And that honestly is fine because there's no decision to be made. This guy, 
bear in mind, of course, the rightmost urinal is free and it's one step to go to be able to stand there. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, honestly, if you do think I'm being a bit mental here, call me out. <clears throat> but he, um, he, he goes to the middle one. He stands next to me, he chooses to stand next to me. <clears throat> and to kind of, um, what's the word, I guess, exacerbate his position, he, he leans kind of arm, arm and palm, arm and palm, we'll call it that, arm and palm, forearm and palm, on the wall, the toilet wall, which, by the way, in my eyes, kind of gross. Like, I'm not saying it's me, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, spittle um, of of we on the walls from people who have extremely powerful flows. Because um, you can't rule it out, you know? If you're drinking your two litres of water a day, it's got to come, come out somewhere. <laughs> um, so, anyway. So your man is leaning on the on the wall, trickling out his little wee-wee, and, I mean, potentially getting a good look at what I've got to offer, and, you know, I'm sure I greatly disappointed him. Who knows? I, I assume he's probably actually not, and he's fine. But I did think, I guess, you know, if we give him best-case scenario here, right, in my view, is if we if we give him all the benefit of the doubt, right, I think this is just an act of someone with very poor toilet etiquette, in my view. If, if it's me, if, if I am desperate, going to piss my pants, right, and there's a guy on the leftmost urinal, I'm going to the rightmost urinal. And guess what? That's even if that extra step, that extra half second or so, means that I the first half a second of my piss is kind of, you know, as I'm taking my trousers off, i.e. everywhere or anywhere. You know, it's a bit of a scattergun for the first half a second and then we're all under control and we're doing whatever we need to do. I'm taking that as collateral to not stand next to the guy because it's weird. And me personally... I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, at ease um, with with that as a position. Um, I just don't think the way that he conducted himself was normal. Um, and so I think what we will do is we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Don't think he wanted to sexually harass me. Saw what I had to offer and thought, nah, I'll see. I'll wait for a better guy. Um, I think what's happened is. It's it's a straight up, he doesn't know how to go to the toilet at his age. Bear in mind, um, because of course, once he was done, um, well, I mean, we were sort of basically done at the same time. We were washing hands at the same time. And let me, let me delve into this a little further, because it's not, all is not what it seems. So we finish. Um, I finish before him, because I'm uncomfortable, you know? I am hella uncomfortable so i finish off i was gonna anyway but i'm also uncomfortable so i'm not gonna stand on ceremony 
So I wasn't, you know, doing the uh, the end bits, shall we say, for much longer. I, you know, I just got got did my business, did my business. Sorry, tuck tail, get out of there, wash hands. Let's just leave. Um, you know, I'd I'd felt violated at this stage anyway. Um, <clears throat> so I wash my hands as normal, obviously, soap, hot water. You know, give it some time. I I do like to take my time washing my hands you know not really even i guess it's a semi-covid thing it's a bit of hangover from the covid thing but also just it's good practice um i've always been one to uh you know to wash my hands um <laughs> anyway the uh the guy finishes as well because he had a trickly trickly wee which by the way as i said you know suspect because you know, you've come in and you've really, you know, the he kind of he sort of slammed his palm and forearm and forearm, sorry, as well, like on the wall. It wasn't even just like a case of like, you know, a gentle arrival. It was like came in rush, like to pants down, whatever. Hold on to the the wall. It's like, what the hell are you doing? You're gonna die. You having a heart attack, fella, or are you going for a wee? Anyway, he um, he finishes off, goes <clears throat> like I'm halfway through washing my hands. He goes to, <laughs> which is funny. I'm in, I'm in the leftmost uh, hand washing facility, which I've forgotten what they're even called. Uh, sink. <laughs> I'm in the left. I'm on the leftmost sink. And the center sink is free, and the rightmost sink is free. He goes to the rightmost sink. So, for some reason, when he's going for a piss, he likes to piss next to you. When he's washing his hands, no, no, no. He'll go, he'll go to the far end. So, this guy's all over the place. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't understand the etiquette, clearly. Um, and also, even worse, he goes to the sink... He turns on the tap for half a second. I swear on my life, half a second, he must have had his hands. You know, it's almost like, um, you know, when you do that trick as a kid uh, where you kind of like really quickly put your hand under a running tap and it kind of almost looks like the, the stream never stops. That was essentially what he did to wash his hands. Did it one time, turn the tap on, psh, psh, Hands through it, off, all in one circular motion. It was gross. Um, and then after after he turns the tap off, he then like sort of, you know, fires the water from his hands back into the sink, you know, to dry him off. Like you know, throws the water off his hands back into the sink. Bear in mind, obviously, there's no water on his hands because he's done the the hand water tap trick thing. Um, so does that doesn't dry his hands with the hand dryer that everyone uses, you know, so there's no, like, cleanliness thing there because it's not about towels or anything like that. It's just straight up, guy doesn't know how to be a human. Um, and then leaves. He just leaves. Again, with, like, kerfuffle. He hits the doors. It's all very crashing around and weird. And um, I was borderline laughing. I think I, I think all I did was because of course I'm I'm a shit house. I never would say or do anything in real life. But I'm, I think all I did was I just kind of went, huh, 
and just kind of you know carried carried on washing my hands did whatever of course i go immediately back to my desk and um you know if you ever want to moan about something in life i think there's only there's one man who you should be moaning to and his name is david daniel andrew peter bartholomew eugene ian um uh setry um so i go straight to david setry's desk and regale this whole story to him because i knew if there's anyone who's gonna one like a moan about it and two understand my position it's gonna be dave setry um because we love him we do love dave setry but we love setry as much as he loves to moan about things you know and um he what will happen is he'll find out that he's on the podcast tonight he'll find out about this and he'll pretend he's annoyed, but secretly he'll really like it because he knows that I'm only talking about him because I really like him. Anyway, uh, so yeah, um, and I think based on the fact that I've spent 15 minutes talking about that story, um, clearly I've uh, you know been sat on it, and I, to be honest, I don't think my soul uh, would feel right if i didn't address the uh frankly the travesty that that happened um you know the 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 the, the defilement quite frankly of my being in the toilet so there was that um but yeah i that was about it you can't donate can you anyway um Nietzsche Bioscoop apparently has donated $5 said nice stream don't believe it because I don't know how you would donate to me but if you have, thanks um, what would that go that'll go to Dave's uh, Dave's Carling um, fund for the, for the Christmas period um, anyway we are where are we now then um so last week i went to watch june it's funny as well because like since i watched june it was it was a thursday night went to watch june and uh friday's like dressed down at work and whatever that it sort of is a it feels like a different day unto itself it's kind of like a casual work day because you dress down and whatever and i would say probably from about 3 p.m onwards it work suddenly becomes pretty difficult to actually do um and there seems to sort of be a general acceptance of that um so friday kind of is its own entity and then the weekend i was basically a joke i just sort of uh, you know, I, I ran a couple of times. I went out for coffee a bit, but couldn't sit down and write, which was a bit of a shame for me because I'm, I feel like I'm, um, I wonder if I'm a little on edge or unsettled because I can't quite, uh, I can't quite, um, you know, I've not been able to fully express myself, I guess, for a little bit. Um, even though I feel, I felt quite inspired to do so after watching June, 
that's the new Denis Villeneuve um, film with all kinds of people in it. Jason Momoa, Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya. Good God. Um, <clears throat> and others. Oscar Isaac, by the way, who's possibly the most beautiful of all of the people in the film. Um, and his beard, by the way, spotless, faultless beard. Um, I say spotless, it was kind of, it's quite salt and peppery. And I believe they had to do quite a bit of like aging to him to make him seem like a believable father of uh, Timothy Chalamet. But honestly, all the casting was really good. Like even Jason Momoa, even Aquaman, he turned up, he did his thing, he was good. Um, so yeah and, and like as an experience as a film, good lord I mean it's so good to watch in the cinema like that is a proper cinema experience like wouldn't be bothered well, I say I wouldn't be bothered watching it on a you know on a Netflix sort of stream at some stage along the line, I, if it comes to Netflix I will watch it again for sure um but I think most of Denny Villeneuve's films now, you have to watch them in the cinema. Um, I watched Blade Runner 2047 or whatever it is. Watched that in the cinema. That was incredible. Dune is, for me, maybe better. It's hard. I really liked Blade Runner. But I would put it... it, it it's in. It's at that level for me. And... Um, I won't go into any spoilers, and to be honest, like it's hard to really even explain the story. Um, so I, I won't even bother. Um, other than to say, you should try and find time to watch it. If you can watch it in the cinema, by all means, you really should. Um, and if you can't watch it in the cinema, even a stream will be fine eventually. Um, I'm sure there may or may not be illegal streams that you could or could not watch. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it was weird because after watching the, the film, I kind of found myself um, like just really, really overwhelmed by existence <laughs> and the scale of possibility. I found it really... Um, like yeah just overwhelming is the word i even so i got home it was about 10 o'clock and um i it was it was it was raining the hardest it has been all year but like not in a individually massive droplets hard type of rain it was like sheet rain like the wind is made out of rain. Um, you, you know, you stepped outside and you just were instantly soaking. Um, and it was windy and it was dark. Um, but it wasn't cold necessarily. Um, and I don't know. It just feels like that. there's something really uh, kind of magical and transportative about um 
films, going to watch a film when it's like still light um, and it's like a certain type of weather and then you finish the film and you you know when you've been watching that film you've almost been in this different world you've it's almost like you've been to sleep and you've dreamed something and then you leave the cinema and it's like just the rain is insane the wind is insane and it's like a new place entirely um and i think like when your imagination is already like inflamed by what you've watched you kind of end up um sort of primed to be <laughs> primed to go mental in your head um basically because that's what happened i got home and i just like what it was is it was it's almost like when you watch like a film the way i can describe it is it's a bit like when you watch a really good film anyway and not not just some stupid like free guy sorry ryan reynolds but free guy is just it's just some sort of frothy something that just kind of gets you through life and honestly it's fine there's a time and a place for free guy cool but honestly in the end like there's something like a truly brilliant film is um something that almost like reminds you about life in this really strange way um because like it sort of like it kind of makes you remember that like there's so much uh kind of like culture in the world and there's so much uh bravery to be had um even in small ways through small characters like there's small pieces of bravery and there's nuance to everything like i really like that about really good films that they that they um you know they 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 expose things about people about what you know humans and um yeah it's just really cool, <laughs> like for want of a better phrase, which I just I can't quite put my finger on. But it, yeah, it is this idea of possibility. There's this idea of every. It, it it's like, um, it just reminds me that like all of the small things that you kind of worry yourself with in life, they're really like they're just a thing. They're just a distraction. Um, and like when you you know you kind of yeah it, it's almost like a deja vu in a way so when i talk about it you know you you go to a film and it's like a dream it's more like deja vu for something that maybe you haven't experienced but it it's not about actually what happens in the film it's about how it makes you feel so like there's moments in films where like you feel like you're going to cry or you feel emboldened. You, you know, when you have that, that feeling in your heart where you like, you, you feel amazing, you feel inspired um, or something beautiful is happening. Like it's like deja vu makes you remember a feeling. Um, and when you, when I watch an amazing film, I've, you know, I remember these 
feelings, these these real visceral feelings that you, you, I don't normally have during the week. You know, during the working week, when bloody fellas, grey, old, weird, short men are pissing next to me, you know, I don't have any profound thought on that. I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, this is super weird. Whereas, like, <clears throat> you watch Dune or any sort of, you see any kind of amazing piece of art or read any kind of amazing piece of art or do whatever, listen to some incredible music and you feel a certain way. It reminds you of something that's deeper than than these small cuts, these surface wounds that you get. Um, and, um, yeah, and that was the, like, that was the value of it for me. Like, the, yeah, the story is good. The visuals are insane. Um, but just as a package, it just has these, like, I don't know, there's these moments of beauty where you realise, yeah, the world is beautiful. What people can achieve is amazing. Um, and that was, like, my main takeaway. Honestly, I got home and I couldn't believe how I felt. It, it was like... It was like I'd been woken up from something. Like, so it was like I'd spent weeks and weeks just kind of cruising, just get, getting by. And then I go into that film and it had just, you know, made me feel real feelings for the first time in weeks. And then I just, now I'm kind of back in the room, I guess. And I, uh, yeah, I sat in my kitchen in the dark for like an hour after I got home. I I wrote like a poem. <laughs> I stood outside in the rain for like two minutes. I timed it. I was like, I'm just going to stand outside in the rain, close my eyes and just be out there for two minutes. And guess what? I realized that's weird. But like, I just didn't care because I was like, well, this is real. This is just like I wanted to feel it. And I know that is super weird. And I'm like, I'm not going to apologize, but it is what it is. Um <laughs> Uh, and that's, yeah. And I'm kind of, I, I, I'm kind of more relaxed about it all now. Like, I, I don't feel like I need to read the poem I wrote <laughs> about how I felt. Not only because it's sort of mostly not finished, but secondly, it's gonna, it is going to be cringeworthy. And I expect that most of what I've said just now is cringeworthy. But I hope, I hope like at least one person understands kind of what I'm getting at in that, like, I think that's the value of great art is that it makes you feel things and you know it then gives you once you felt things like that it makes you want to strive for it and I guess the hope is that I might be able to you know experience that in my own life you know hopefully I might be able to see like scenery that is as incredible as what you could see in June or um, yeah, like a feeling of, you know, bravery or um, understanding or whatever, you know, like any sort of feeling, but it just makes me at a really basic level. It just makes me want to chase it, you know, chase what's real. And so for that reason, I'm pretty like, I actually, like, in a way, it, 
realizing the greatness of things, the true scale of everything, then makes the small things even smaller, you know? Um, you know, like a sardine to us, it's a fairly, it's a thing, it's a, it's a mouthful. Sardine to a blue whale, nothing. And that's basically the thing. The stresses and the worries that you got in your life, they're sardines. They're fine. You eat a tin of them. But a blue whale, it can eat many tins of sardines. Um, so, you know, try and find the blue whale, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, we're over half an hour here. And that's fairly tight. So I think that'll that'll do me for the night on uh, on the podcast at least. Um so yeah. Um as ever what I will say to you is remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to other people. Um and you know, chase the chase the real feelings, you know. Be a blue whale. And yeah. I will be here next week, as ever, and hopefully you will be too. And I will see you then. <laughs>